Well, good morning, CWC. Come on, if you believe God is good, someone shout, God is good. good. Amen. Amen. And that's why I say it every single week, because he's always good. And his goodness is revealed more and more to me each day. And that's why I can say it every week with great confidence when I get up here. Amen. 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 Well, I know it's good to see each and every one of you today. Welcome. We're so blessed to, to have you here this morning. So, so look, ever since we announced how God has called us to, to launch this school this coming fall, right, we have been met with all kinds of, of resistance. Amen. That's how I know I'm on the right track. Resistance in the spirit, resistance in the natural. And to be honest, to to your point, I'm not surprised by it one bit. I'm not surprised at all. I expected to experience all sorts of resistance. I expected to run into all kinds of, of different walls that would attempt to stop us, that would attempt to block us from receiving the promise that God has spoken to us and spoken over us. I expected that to happen. See, I think way too often we get ourselves into trouble because we think that when God makes a promise to us that we're just going to receive that promise without any resistance at all. Like nothing's gonna stand in our, our way. As if we're gonna go right into the promised land all easy peasy. Like we're just gonna gonna have smooth sailing, but in a speedboat, which is actually impossible, right? Like you can't you can't sail in a speedboat, but that's exactly what we want. We want to walk into our promise, easy and fast, and not just easy. You got to add the fast with it. That's that's what we that's what we desire. But you know what I've I've found I've found in life quite the opposite is true. I found that right after God speaks a promise to me, all of hell breaks loose against me. All of hell and every devil he can muster up breaks loose against me. I also, I find my flesh rising up and trying to build walls in between me and the God I serve, me and the promise that God has, has given me. Try to separate me from what God has, has promised me. And let me, just, let me just be clear about this. And each and every one of you have a, a promised land. Each and every one of you. God has specific promises for each and every one of you. And when he reveals his promises to you, that's, that's not the end. That's just the beginning. And let me tell you what you'll have to continue to do as you receive the promises from God. You'll have to keep marching. I'm telling you, you'll have to keep on marching. And, and look, there'll be times uh, along the journey and along the way, pursuing the promise where you'll want to stop marching. You'll just, you'll just want to throw your hands up and give up marching. You'll grow tired of, of marching. But if you and I want to receive the promises of God, if we want to be a people who will possess the promised land that God 
has for us. We'll have to be a people who keep on marching. We'll have to be a people who become marching warriors for Christ. Come on, look at your neighbor. Say, keep marching. Keep marching. And, and the title of today's, today's message is simply this, a marching warrior. A marching warrior. And it's going to come off just like it sounds, I pray in Jesus' name. <laughs> because listen, if, if, if we want to be a people who, who not only hear the promises of God, but then a people who receive the promises of God, then we got to be a people who keep, keep marching no matter what we're facing. No matter what rises up against us. Because the reality is this, the moment God gives us a promise, there'll be all kinds of resistance that begins to come against us. We'll find all kinds of different walls that will try to keep us from the promises that God has given. Keep us from the promised land. And matter of fact, we'll, we'll see that throughout scripture. You see it time and time again. Men and women of God receive a promise from God only to be met with great resistance. In the spiritual, and in the natural. And so today, I just want to look at, at a story found in Joshua chapter 6. And it's one of my most favorite stories in, in all of Scripture. And probably many of us are familiar with this story. We've probably heard messages preached on it. But I, I pray that the Lord reveals something brand new to you today through it. See, it's about the walls of, of Jericho. And we're just going to start in Joshua chapter 6. And we're going to start in verse 1. And we're just, we're just going to begin reading because I want to show you what the Lord showed me. I want you to see how important it is to keep marching. Because you've got to keep marching. Now, if you have Bibles as you're turning to Joshua 6, let me provide for you just a little bit of context here so that we know where we're at as we pick up this story. See, God had promised the nation of Israel, a land. And the Bible refers to this land as the promised land, right? Which, which makes sense. But of course, along the way, they are met with, with all kinds of walls, standing in between them and the promise that God had given them. You see, Jericho was this, this great city with a, with a great wall. Matter of fact, the Bible says the wall was so huge that that they built apartments in the wall. Like, like this is how, how large this thing is. It's so huge that they had soldiers that could stand on top of the wall and patrol and walk back and forth, armed soldiers that would patrol it day and night. And in order for the Israelites to receive their, their promise, they had to conquer the city. They, they had to destroy this wall. And this is where we'll pick up the story in Joshua chapter six, starting in verse one, and this is what it says. Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out and no one came in. Then the Lord said to Joshua, see, someone shout see. see. I have delivered Jericho into your hands along with its king and its fighting men. Verse three, it says march. Someone shout march. March around the city once with all the armed men and do this 
for six straight days. And I just want to stop there just, just for a moment. Because I love how the Lord says to Joshua, see, see I have delivered the city into your hands. I want you to, to see it. And why I love it so very much is because what Joshua was looking at was not what God was, was saying. What God was saying and what God was seeing was not what Joshua was looking at. It wasn't. What Joshua was looking at was a, a great big city with great huge walls. It was locked up tight. No one could get in. No one could come out. This is what he is looking at. But yet God says, see. And see, the thing about Joshua is, is this. He's just like us, in case you're, you're wondering. He's people just, just like you and I. Right? Just, same as us. Like he didn't have some kind of superhuman strength, right? Like he was just a normal person. And so he had doubts like us. He had fears like us. He had insecurities like us. At times in his life, he would lack faith like us because he's a person just like us. And so I'll guarantee you, as God said, see, I've given you the city, he would have been like, uh? right? Like little Tim, the tall man, Taylor. Uh? I haven't broke that out in a while. I love it. I still love that show. The young people are like, what are you talking about? Uh? You know what I mean? That's exactly what he had to be thinking. Like, what are you, what are you talking about, God? I mean, I hear what you're, you're saying to me, but what I am looking at is not what, what you're saying. What I'm looking at is a, a big city with, with big walls and a lot of armed guards on top of that wall. And what the Lord showed me in this was, was this. It's because it's not about what you look at. It's about what you see. It's not about what you look at. It's about what you see. I'll prove it to you. That's why you can have two people, two different people, look at the same thing, but see two different things. Let me try to explain it to you like this. You could take two people and you can have them look at the same glass of water that's half filled with water. And you could ask one of them, what, what do you see when you see the glass of water? Well, I see a glass half full. Yeah, I see a glass half full of water. Man, I'm thirsty. It's half, half full. You ask the other person the same exact question, looking at the same glass of water, and they'll say, well, I, I see a half empty, a half empty glass. Why? Because it's not about what you look at, but it's what you see. And what God is saying to Joshua and to us right here is this. You must see through the lens of faith and not look through the lens of the flesh. It's actually really good. I'll, I'll say it again. We need to be a people who see through the lens of faith, not a people who look through the lens of the flesh because the flesh is a liar. Your flesh is a liar. My flesh is a liar. The flesh and the spirit are constantly warring against one another to keep each other from having what the other desires for us to have. And so our flesh is liar. So we need to see through the lens of faith and not look through the lens of the flesh. 
We must see that way. And here's why. Because scripture says, what? That we are to walk by faith, not by sight. That's another way of saying what I just said. That's where I got it, by the way. From the Bible, I'm just saying. Thank God your preacher's preaching the Bible. <laughs> Amen. I'll stop right there. I'll get myself in trouble. But the Bible also says that faith comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. So what, so what God is telling Joshua right here is this. I know what you're looking at, but I need you to see what I see. Do you see what I see? I won't start singing. That's, 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 that's brutal. <clears throat> I almost did though. I almost felt it. You know what I, mean? I wasn't feeling singing, but feeling something else. <clears throat> he says, I need you to see what I see. What God is saying is I need you to have a heavenly perspective based off the word I've given you and not an earthly perspective based off of what you're looking at. Because it's not about what you're looking at. It's about what you see. You know, I, I can re remember when, when God said to me, when God spoke to me and he promised me, I'm going to make you a pastor. Now, now, what you got to understand when God said that to me, what everyone else was looking at was a man in a drug rehab. But see, God's seen a pastor where the world's seen a struggling drug addict. Because it's not about what you look at, it's about what you, what you see. And then when, when God brought us here and I came here, I had people tell me that, that they were looking at a dead church. It's literally what they told me. What are you doing? Starting off pastoring at a dead church. This is what they were looking at, but you know what I seen? I saw a church filled with the spirit of God because I heard God said to me, I will fill that place with my spirit and my spirit will draw people to me. And he said, I need you to see what I see, not look at what everyone else is, is looking at. And now, even today, because remember what I, what, I, what I said to you at the very beginning, there will always be resistance. There will always be walls trying to stand between you and the promise that God has for you, always. And so now I still deal with all these walls and things that people say, praise God, pray for me. But, <laughs> but I have them say to me, man, that they're looking at a church, this church, whose best days are behind it. But I see the best is yet to come because that's what God promised me. I'm telling you, listen to me, listen to me. God promised us more. I'm telling you, he's promised us more, more salvations, more people, come on, more influence, more children. This is what God has, has promised us. And so I'm praying for it. I'm believing it. God said, I told David, if you'd have just asked, I'd have gave you more. Ask for more. I said, Lord, I'm asking. Lord, I'm believing more in Jesus' name. And not only did he promise us more, he promised us a new building. I'm telling you, God promised us a new building, even though I'm looking at what we're looking at. And listen, I love what we've done here. We've done a lot here, a ton here, but this ain't a new building. I don't care how much we paint it and spruce it. It ain't new. 
And God told me, you will have a new building. I need you to see what I see. And he gave me a vision of it, not only a new building, but with, with parking garages. What? In Tyrone? Come on, Jesus. It's got to be you. <laughs> I'm believing it. That's why I'm speaking it. By faith. That's what God said. I need you to see what I see. Don't look at what you're looking at. See what I see. See through the lens of, of faith. When, when God told me he was, he was giving us everything to the left and the right, he literally told me, I was walking from Subway one day about nine years ago, walking down. God told me to sit down on the steps. And at the time, there was no foyer. It was a, it was a, it was a porch with a lot of overgrown trees in it. But anyway, God told me to sit down on the steps. And so I sat down. And the Lord said, look to the left, and I want you to look to the right. And so I looked to the left, I looked to the right, and he said, I'm going to give you every bit of it. And I said, oh, oh okay. But Lord, I'm, I'm looking at a church that has about 20 people in it, and the entire budget for the year is $25,000. And I'm looking at a road filled with houses that's worth more than double our annual budget. And the Lord said, no, no, I need you to have a heavenly perspective. Let me tell you, we've got a bunch of them already. God's already given us a whole lot of them. 10 units. Amen. Amen. Because God is faithful. He said, I need you to see what I see. Don't, don't you focus on what you're looking at. Because we need to look through, the, look through the lens, see through the lens of faith and not look through the lens of the flesh. So, so that when God gives us a promise, church, we can just keep on marching no matter what we're looking at in front of us no matter what this is why we need to see that way see god says here see i have given you the city lord help us see i'm constantly praying god help me have that perspective help me have that perspective lord help us see what you see in verse three he says march someone shout march march, march around the city once with all the armed men and do this for six days, march. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know about any of you, but this sounds really crazy to me. It really sounds ridiculous, actually. God, you want me to, to see that you've given me the city by marching? Not by scaling the wall. Like, it'd be different if he's like, hey, see what I see and scale the wall. Here, I'll drop you some ropes from heaven. You can scale. Okay. No, I want you to see, not by scaling the wall, not by punching a hole in the wall. No, I want you to see by marching around. What? Yeah, yeah, marching around the wall. Because again, church, hear me. There will always be a wall standing in between you and the promises that God gave you. I promise you that. They'll always come. This is why we need to be a people who can look at the wall, but keep on marching around the wall. Keep on marching because we're trusting the word that God has given us, the promise that God had spoken over us. So we can just keep on marching, even when it isn't making any sense. We need to become marching warriors for Christ. If we want to receive the promise of God, if we want to receive the promise and again, we, we see this throughout Scripture, throughout Scripture. And I'm reminded of how in the Scriptures, right, you have 
the Israelites, this, this great nation, right? And if you rewind this story, go back to Exodus, what you'll find is that, see, not every wall is a literal wall, okay? But all of them have resistance, every one of them. And if you rewind this story back to Exodus, what you find is the people of Israel being held captive by the Egyptians, okay? And God promises them. He says, I'm gonna deliver you. I'm gonna deliver you. So what does he do? He sends Moses in to deliver the people, to set the people free. But what's he do? He runs into a wall named Pharaoh. And Pharaoh's like, I'm not gonna let him go. Mm-mm. I'm not gonna let him go. What does Moses keep doing? He kept marching and marching and marching, kept telling him over and over, you better let God's people go. And then finally, boom, they make it through that wall. And the people of Israel think they're free only to run into another wall called the Red Sea. There's always a wall standing in between us and the promises of God. I'm reminded of the little shepherd boy who God anointed as king over all of Israel. When he gets up and heads into the palace, to the king's palace, he runs into a wall named Saul. And his wall named Saul tried to kill him time and time again. Why? Trying to stop him from receiving the promises God had spoken to him. I'm reminded of a boy named Joseph who at the age of 17, God gave him in a dream, a promise. He told him, he said, you'll rule over many nations. You will be a great leader and rule. But right after the promise, guess what happened? He ran into a wall. (laughs) his brothers, his brothers. And they threw him into a pit. His pit was a wall. And then he gets up out of that wall, gets through that wall only to be sold into slavery, another wall. Then he gets out of slavery only to be thrown into prison, which was another wall. Why? Because there's always a wall standing in between us and the promises of God. And listen, I say all that to simply say this, you have to keep marching. You have to keep marching no matter what you're looking at, no matter what is coming against you, you must keep marching towards the promises that God has given you. You know, way too often I see people, they stop marching. They stop, they give up, they throw their hands up. I'm tired of all this, sick of this. It ain't going the way I think it should go. Believe me, I've been there several times in my life. I'm done, I'm fed up. But really, where else is there to go? Church, where else is there to go? He, he's the only one with the, with the words of eternal life. He's it. So whether, I don't care how frustrated we get and aggravated we get and our, on our timing, God isn't listening to it. Yeah, it doesn't, eh, doesn't really matter. But so often I see so many people stop marching and so they stop short of their victory. They stop short of their breakthrough. When all they had to do was keep marching, marching, marching. Verse three says, march around the city once with all the armed men and do this for six days. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. When you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. Then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. Now look, when I look at this, this battle plan that God gives his his people, it doesn't make sense 
at all, not one bit. It makes absolute no sense. And I can almost hear old Joshua, we'll call him Josh for a little bit. I can hear Josh, right? Like, like what God? Come again, God, what are, you, what are you talking about? It's a huge wall, huge, huge city. And there's a lot of, of soldiers on the other side of that wall. And there's a lot of soldiers on top of the wall. And you just want me to march around the wall. And then what you want me to do is send the, the pastors first. That's what it said. Send the pastors to the fight first. Now, listen, I'm not saying pastors can't fight. I can fight if I, if I have to fight. All I'm saying is, is I'd rather send Jason louder in first. <laughs> I'll hide behind that tree of a man and I'll pray. I got your back. Like, I'm just saying like, God's like, send the pastors in and don't even give the pastors an ax or a sword. No, give them a trumpet. Let them just sit there, boop, 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 boop. Like what? It makes absolutely no sense. Maybe you're more spiritual than me and you can see what God is saying. But why come again, God? You can't, you can't be serious. That's your battle plan? March around the walls? Six days, one time, and then on the seventh day, march around seven times with a bunch of priests, blowing a bunch of horns? Really? Then the walls will come crashing down? Where's the grenade launchers? Right, that'd be what I'd be like, Lord, you need to drop AR-15s from heaven like manna right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? You dropped a bunch of honey cakes in the wilderness. Drop me some ARs. Drop me a, something. Rocket launchers. Drop an Apache helicopter. Like, give me something. Because, God, we're in a fight. You tell me to march and blow horns. God says, no, no, no. You keep marching and you keep trusting. Keep marching when nothing is making sense. Keep marching even though you aren't understanding everything I'm saying and I'm doing. God says, just keep, you just keep marching. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 30 says it this way. It was by faith the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. It was by faith the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. In other words, God is simply saying this. We have to keep marching, but we have to keep marching by faith. That's how we will receive the promise that God has for us. See, so many people need to to see how everything makes sense before they'll keep marching. Well, I don't don't understand it, God. So you're gonna have to show me I'm gonna have to to see, Lord, before I'm gonna start marching. While other people are like, well, God, I'm gonna need you to remove the wall before I even get to the wall. And I'm not gonna move unless I see this wide open pathway. So I'm not gonna move, God, till I see all the obstacles gone. But God said, no, no, no. If you've heard my word, you keep marching. Keep marching. We have to keep marching even when the walls are still standing. Hear me. We have to keep marching even when the walls are still standing. Because you know why? Because that means you're marching by faith and not by sight. That's what it means. See, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so he wants to see you march even when the walls are still standing. Now, I don't know about any of you, but... This is actually the story of my life, marching while the walls are still standing. 
I'm telling you, it's the story of my life, man. I've encountered so many walls, so much resistance after God promised me all that he's promised me. It's been crazy. You know, I I can remember when Julie and I first became the pastors here, we had absolutely no experience, zero. I'm not sure we still do, but (laughs) at least we can point to 10 years, but but we had absolutely zero experience. Like, like we weren't young adult pastors. We weren't youth pastors. We weren't children's pastors. Matter of fact, I'd never really preached a real sermon until I came to be a pastor at this church. And the people that were here then would say, yeah, we could tell. <laughs> Some of you might still say that, but that's okay. But I had, we had zero experience. And people told us multiple times, you'll never make it. There's no way you'll make it. Because you ain't got the experience. You, you, you don't, there's no possible. People with a lot more experience than you took on churches and failed. So it's gonna happen the same to you. But I'll tell you, even though we didn't have any experience in what we had, we had a word from God. That's what we had. And believe me, we had to stand on that word. We still have to stand on that word every day. But because we had the word, we just kept marching. Marching and marching around the walls of inexperience, Marching around the walls of my own screw-ups. It would be my screw-ups. My wife don't screw up. But mine, right? <laughs> but man, we never gave up. We just, we just kept on marching. And because of that, we've seen God deliver on so many of his promises to us. Amen. Absolutely insane things that God has done. See, if we, if we keep marching by faith, the walls that are standing in our way now will come tumbling down. It's a promise from God. They will come, they will have to come down because God said so. Verse six through nine says, says it this way. So Joshua, son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, take up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord and have the seven priests carry seven trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the army, advance. He says, march around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets and the ark of the Lord's covenant followed them. The armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets and the rear guard, the rear guard followed the ark. See what God showed me here was, was simply this. If we want to receive the promises of God, yes, we have to keep marching. And yes, we have to be marching by faith. But more importantly, we better have his spirit. We better be marching by the spirit of God. Because marching without the spirit of God is simply us just high-stepping. It's just walking. And hear me, us just walking will do absolutely nothing. It'll bring not a single wall down in our life just to be, just to be walking. See, the Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God. What we talked about last week and what we learned last week is, is the presence of God is actually the Spirit of God. It's the person of Holy Spirit. That's who it is. That, that's when they say, when God says his presence, the Ark of the Covenant, that's literally what it is, the Spirit of God. And so God tells Joshua here, make sure that you keep marching, even though what you're looking at doesn't look, doesn't look good. You keep marching by faith. 
but you got to be marching with my spirit if you desire to have my promises. But what I love is Joshua actually takes it a step further in the text. And this is what God showed me. Joshua took it a step. Not, not only does he follow what God says to do, which is incredible, but then he actually sends an armed guard in front of it, in front of the spirit of God, and an armed guard behind it. What that tells us is this, is that Joshua wanted to guard the spirit of God. He wanted to protect the spirit of God. What it shows us is he treasured the Holy Spirit. That's what it shows us. That's what it shows us. See, we've gotta be a people who will protect the spirit of God. Not allowing anything to infiltrate in a way that would stifle the spirit of God. Can't let it happen. Will not let it happen. Not ever. Not while I'm here. We gotta be a people who treasure the Holy Spirit, who guard, who are so excited, Holy Spirit, touch me. <laughs> touch me, wreck me. Take me closer to Jesus than ever before. We gotta be a people who guard the Holy Spirit and who treasure the Holy Spirit. We don't want to be a people who are marching, but doing so without the Spirit. Because if we do, no walls will come down. Not a single wall. Marching without the Spirit of God and no wall will fall. And if we don't get the wall to fall, we won't receive the promise of God. The wall has to fall in order for us to receive the promise. See, the reason a lot of people never receive their promise is because they don't realize the importance of the Spirit. They really don't. They, they just think you can read this and be okay. Listen, this is amazing. But without the Holy Spirit, you can't even, you can't decipher nothing, none of it. You can't live it. You can't walk according to it. So without the Spirit, this becomes another book that I try to follow instead of it living in me. You gotta guard the Holy Spirit. Protect him and treasure him. This is why we must be a people who keep in step with the Spirit. See, men and women of God, God desires for us to receive his promise. He desires to reveal his promises. He desires for us to receive his promises. This is why Jesus says, it's better for you that I go so that I can send to you the helper to help you keep marching, to help you bring all them walls that have formed in front of you, trying to keep you out of the promises I have given you I've given you the spirit of God to live in you and to move through you so that you can walk in the power of the almighty. And see what God is simply saying to us today is this. I see the wall that you're looking at. I see the resistance that is coming against you. I see the opposition that's trying to, trying to stop you. But I, what I wanna see as you keep marching. Will you keep marching? I want you to keep marching even when you're not understanding everything that's happening. I want you to keep marching even when it doesn't, doesn't look good. I want you to keep marching no matter what is happening and no matter what is taking place. And I want you to keep marching with my, my spirit. Because if you are a marching 
warrior. Nothing and no one will be able to stop you from the promises that God has given you. Nothing and no one. Did you know this? The Bible says this, a righteous man falls seven times, but every time he gets right back up. Do you know that's what the Bible says? A righteous man falls seven times. But every time he gets back up, you know what that's saying? Keep marching. That's what it's saying. Keep marching. Keep marching. It doesn't even matter what caused the wall to be built up in your life. Could be your own mistakes, could be your own failures, could be your own sin even. God says, that's okay. Get up, keep marching. Repent. Repent, turn from it. And you keep marching. You know, in my life, I've stumbled throughout my life. I've sinned against God in my life. A lot of times we want to say, well, I made a mistake. Like we don't want to call a spade a spade. Like, no, if we've made a mistake, we've sinned. And I've had times in my life where I fell from God and I've sinned against God. But, but, you, know, but you know what I've, I've, I've been able to do by the grace of God? Is not stay down, get back up. <laughs> Repent, turn, turn. Turn from what I did. And the Father has been faithful to keep me, to strengthen me, to keep marching. And because of that, he's delivered for me multiple times in my life, incredible promises that he's spoken over my life. And what's beautiful about that is because he's done it for me, he has to do it for you. Because he shows no partiality to, to, not, to not one. So, so his word says it. So he is, he is bound by his word. It's his oath. He's not a man that he should lie. And because he says it in his word, he'll fulfill it on the earth. He'll fulfill it in your life. And because he's done it for me, he'll do it, he'll do it for you. And so the question that you need to, to answer today, or the question you need to be asked is, what wall is standing in between you and the promise that God has given you? What wall is, is stopping you? Maybe it's the wall of divorce. Maybe it's the wall of addiction. Maybe it's the wall of anger. Maybe it's the wall of anxiety. Maybe it's the wall of insecurity that's keeping you from the promises of God. Well, guess what? That might be what you're, you're looking at. But God is saying this. It's not about what you're looking at. It's about what you see. And you need to see what I see. And God sees the promises that he desires to give all of us. He does. He does. He does. So you need to see that wall as an opportunity for God to show up and show out for you. That's what you need to see. Like, oh, okay, that wall, cool. Okay, God, how are you going to do this one? I want to see how you work this out. Yeah, my bank account's empty. <laughs> my marriage is a complete mess. God, I don't, I don't know. How, how, how are you going to take this wall down? How are you going to do it? But God, I'm excited to see. Because I want to see what you see. I want to see through the, through the lens of faith, not looking through the lens of the flesh. There will always be walls, church, between you and the promises of God. But all you have to do is just keep marching. Just keep trusting. Just keep going after God. And those walls will fall because God promised it. And listen, all the resistance that we're experiencing, right, with the, with the school, 
is actually really exciting. I'm super pumped by it because I'm like, God, I know you got something incredible in store. If not, there would be no reason to even mess with us. The enemy don't mess with you if you ain't doing nothing for the kingdom. I'm just telling you. That's just the truth. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just telling you. But as soon as you start walking out the promises of God, pursuing the promises of God, that worthless devil will start sending all kinds of blockades and walls and resistance in your life. And he'll even use people close to you. <laughs> telling you, we got to be prepared for it. But, but all this resistance that we're experiencing, man, I know this, that those walls will come tumbling down. See, what we're looking at right now doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. It didn't make sense. In the moment that we, that we launched it, we had all the, the experts in the world calling us with expert advice, what we needed to do, what we shouldn't do, da, 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 da. And that's all good. Not that I won't listen to, listen, there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. That's not what I'm saying. But more than that, I had a word from God. That's what I had. And God said, no, no, no you don't listen. Don't listen to that. Don't give your ear to that. You listen to what I spoke over you. And you go after that. And so even though things that we're looking at doesn't make any sense, I trust that God is gonna deliver on his promise. He promised it and we're gonna see it come to pass and so many lives will be transformed because of it. And man, we're gonna have these children in there and we're gonna, we're gonna raise them up to be a marching warrior that will be children into adults that keep on marching keep on trusting keep on believing God for the promises that God had given them and I can't wait to see it and it won't just be for the students either it'll be for the teachers as well Remember what God showed me for these teachers man is all of a sudden a fire of God is going to come on them like they never thought possible I'm telling you just because they're going to walk by faith they're going to they're going to march by faith and say, God, I'm trusting you. And because of that place, they will be set on fire. So if you don't wanna be set on fire, don't take a job at that school. I'm telling you, because I am so excited about it. God is gonna wreck us because of us marching by faith. Come on and stand to your feet, please. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Yeah, Jesus. Lord, you see every, every heart. God, you see every wall that they're looking at that's trying to keep them from the promises you have for them. Well, I pray right now by your spirit, oh God, that you would strengthen each and every one of us to keep marching. To keep marching, I pray that we would have a perspective, a heavenly perspective, Lord that you would give us eyes to see what the Spirit is saying to do. I pray we would see through the lens of faith and not look through the lens of the flesh. I pray that over each and every one of us right here today. And I pray right now, God, that your Spirit would tangibly come upon them, that they could actually feel within them this, this, this quickening, this unction to continue to go forward because your spirit quickens even the mortal body. And so God, I pray all those who are facing walls right now, that they will feel by the spirit, you st your strength coming upon them right now. I pray that Lord. 
And Lord, I pray that you would continue to reveal your promises to your people. Reveal your promises so that they can be encouraged. That your eye is on them. That if your eye is on the sparrow, that your eye is on them. So Lord, I pray that over this body right now, let us keep marching, marching, marching. I pray by the Spirit, Lord, that you would, you would create us and make us become marching warriors for Christ. I bless them. Strengthen them today. Yeah, God, fill every part of them and their home. And I pray it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.